Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. We have Isaac Bennett with us here today. Isaac, I appreciate you being with us here today. And Isaac has, boy, you have quite a bit of background in a variety of things, but I I have to call things out right off the bat because (laughs) I think your branding is really cool. Uh, Wow. Thank you. You are home. You are well. You are abundant. You are good. You are that. That's really neat. I I just I just really love that. Um, but you can learn more about Isaac and his team if you head over to apeoplebrand.com/investor, uh, and then you'll find Isaac directly. But Isaac, I really appreciate your time. Jack, thanks so much for being here, and thanks even more for the compliment. That feels great. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you come up with this, and how was it available? I mean, it's amazing that this is something that you've been able to brand. Yeah, so um, it was somewhat surprising. The, the way I came up for it is whenever I would be talking to people in my network or just trying to lift somebody up, you know, help them have a better day, I found myself always starting my sentence with saying, you are. I might say, Jack, you are an amazing podcast host. Or, or I would be talking to my niece, who's five, Collins is her name, and I would say, Colin, you are beautiful. And so I found that it was universal. And anybody that I talked to, if you wanted to exhort them or lift them up, it was really hard to do so without first saying, you are. And even if when we talk to ourselves in our own mental battle, right, a lot of times you can pump yourself up by saying, you are capable or you are able to do what you're going to do. You are going to succeed. And that was really the premise of it is we wanted to always wanted to focus on being a people brand about people. And we found that the best way to do that was to just always be thinking of terms of you are, you know, and bring lifting them up and whatever they're doing, whatever their aspiration was in each of our individual agencies. So that was the premise from the beginning. Yeah, that's just really neat. And then the, the domain name is is great too, a people brand. So, um, so with all of that, um, one of the things is you are home, your realtor, real real estate services. So talk a little bit about that. What do you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So really, this was the focus for my wife, who has been a licensed realtor for for several years. And she ultimately decided that she wanted to become independent brokered through EXP. And for many reasons, EXP is swallowing the brokerage industry. And I actually have my license as well. So it's a very small part of what I personally do. But my wife runs our brokerage services, which we find fit really hand in glove with our uh, alternative asset syndication as well, as well as just helping people find their first home, creating a financial stability and a financial future of, of everything that homeownership does for people. And then more importantly, I think what you have a big focus on yourself is the You Are Abundant, where you talk about alternative investing, including mobile home parks, storage units, and the like. That's absolutely correct. So our, our vision for Abundant really is to help people uh, come together and do deals, whether it's size or scope or asset class that they really wouldn't either think about doing on their own or maybe just wouldn't have the knowledge to do on their own. So that's the the premise of Abundant. And we really feel comfortable underwriting across a variety of different asset classes. We really cut our teeth in evaluating um, equities, really publicly traded equities, doing that for years and years and years just in our own account. But it gave us a foundation of understanding what the critical drivers were for an asset class, 
what metrics we should be looking at understanding. So um, we're kind of asset class agnostic in that way. There's things that we like. That helps us ride the right cycles at the right times for various classes. Well, you know, we're we're talking talking about cycles. I mean, we're in a huge one right now. So how has yeah. your investing changed in these economic times? I'm looking for a lot more durability, Jack. We're looking for things that are somewhat counter-cyclical in nature. And it might not be the things that uh, are apparent to the mind, but it became very clear that the world was dramatically undervaluing energy uh, two years ago. Commodities and energy... They, they took such a bottom that we wanted to start making positions in oil and gas and then things that are required to power our world and things of that nature. So that's one example of understanding where the cycle is. We're getting uh, cautious on multifamily right now, not because we don't believe in the cyclical tailwinds in multifamily. I do. And I think they're huge and going to continue. But because people are overpaying for assets, they're overpaying for that future stream of cash flows. And, you know, you make your money when you buy something, right? And we're, we're really cautious. We start seeing two or three caps. And that sounds like a pretty good time to sell that future stream of cash flows instead of buy. However, I think there are other areas where multifamily is still an awesome investment. Yeah. So where, where are you putting your investment focus? Is it, is it the mobile home park, storage units? What, what are you doing right now? You know, we have a couple of different deals. And I'm, I'm actually not sure how much we can talk about specific deals. But we're actually partnered with a company right now as one example. Uh, it's a robotics company that we are partnered with them to bring them the investors that they need. We're actually a, a GP with them. And these are fantastic products in a company that is growing rapidly. So that's actually an example of a small business that came alongside us. We're also working on a uh, really significant development in Belize, where we've developed four times. And now we're going to a much bigger scale because we know all the players. We know exactly how to get this done. But there's many reasons why we like Belize and why cyclically we believe that this has a huge long-term path of growth in that regard. So we, we, we like some of these ideas that are much harder to pull off than maybe meets the eye, where we feel like we have uh, a value add to offer to say like, hey, you wouldn't do this on your own, but we can show you how to do it much lower risk than you do it by yourself, or at least give you an on-ramp to be able to be involved. Well, Belize, out of the country, like how did that come about? You, you, uh, that's, that's something, you know, a lot of people struggle with the concept of investing something that is outside of their backyard, like across state lines, let alone across, outside of the country. Yeah, and that's a really good, good question. Um, I spent the majority of my career in um, international sales, and so I spent almost my entire 20s overseas, um, 50 different countries I went to. I got really comfortable with being overseas and seeing different areas, different cultures, different opportunities, so much so to the point that I started recognizing that some of the things that we did in the United States weren't the best way to live. You know, and, and many times we were cheating ourselves out of the best part of life. And um, I began looking in 2015 for a domicile that was tax advantaged, that was pretty close to the United States that was warm, had wonderful weather, and, and preferably had a really stable government with fee simple title and other things that you need. Belize checked every box in spades. So we were really comfortable there. We dipped our toe in with one development. We're now on our fourth, and this one will actually be our fifth that we're working on, and we couldn't be happier to be there. It's still pretty low on the adoption curve. There's still a lot of meat on that bone there, but it is changing rapidly. And if people are interested in that idea, the time is right now to get in because otherwise five years from now, it'll look completely different than it does today. Sure. So you were talking about two to 3% cap rates here in the United States on some of these multifamilies. What are you seeing in Belize? Totally different. You don't even trade on a cap rate. It's never even talked about. So, I mean, you're going to, you're walking into an overnight 
uh, rental market, which through COVID has had so much tumult. It's been so it's been so uneven that you really can't even define a cap rate on many of these things. But the play here is to uh, land bank, really. So ultimately, the play is covered land plays where you want to have an asset that has the right piece of land of which you can put something on top of it to monetize while you hold that thing for a long time. Because we're still talking about being able to buy land relatively affordably, at least if you compare it to some other places like Cabo or you know California, Miami, et cetera. Much lower price point, but a long ways to go in the trajectory here. There's basically no banking down there, Jack. So there's no fractional reserve banking, which means that in the future, there could be a huge event if that happens. There's no international airport on the island that we invest in. So there's another future catalyst. So to me, this is all about covered land plays. And in the meantime, we're building some extremely beautiful, wonderful places to go that are very desirable from a nightly rental standpoint. Yeah. So this is really neat. So with the experience you've had, especially now being a realtor and this type of investor, give give uh, my audience uh, some tips or strategies on what they should be considering now while they are investing in this in this current marketplace i think it's don't lose your head you know when you start talking about some of these investments i am seeing a lot because we're connected with i don't know how many a hundred different syndicators and operators people who are out there doing deals and i would never disparage somebody else that's out there in the arena making stuff happen because it's hard and i'm i'm here to support people who do that not drag them down but i'm seeing some things that concern me and some of those things are um underwriting rent growth that is not something that can be predicted as, as clearly as it can be. It's assuming rent growth is going to outpace expenses. It's, wow, we bought this in 2019 and we sold this at the beginning of 2022 and we 4X'd our money. I'm seeing that kind of thing everywhere. And I say, be cautious, be cautious. That is not investing. That is speculating. And that's riding a cyclical wave. Investing is buying things because they have a durable future stream of cash flow. Because the asset itself is capital efficient, because the asset itself is likely to bring in durable um, um, benefit to the owners for a long time, no matter what the cycles do. And so I would just say is keep your fundamentals in check when you're really thinking about investing and don't get lost in the numbers of what have happened the last five years, because there's a lot of things that will lie to you from the last five years about what the next five years will look like. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more on, on a lot of that. I mean, we we saw just like a year ago in, well, used cars, for example. Used yeah. cars are being sold at ridiculous prices, especially there for a while, and, and uh, way overpaying for something now. Uh, it's hard to catch up. Like it'll eventually catch up when it comes to real estate. But if you're, like you said, if you're buying something with a cap rate of 2% and something major happens, boy, it's hard to recover from that. It is really hard to recover from it. And there's really sensitive dials there too. If you go back, look at 2008 and I'd be really clear, the situation we're in right now is not 2008. It's completely different. Most debt right now is fixed and most of us don't have interest rate exposure. However, we are starting to see people uh, have to retrade deals or falling out of deals because their interest rate or whatever they had went up by a point between the time that they put an LOI out there and they got it. And all of a sudden the deal doesn't work anymore. What I'm telling you is that if you've got deals that are being retraded over a point, it's the wrong deal in the first place because your assumptions mm-hmm. were wrong or too tight. There wasn't enough margin there and, and everything else. So just be aware that you may not really, we may not really grasp how sensitive all those levers are in what's happening right now. Things are moving really fast. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I know that you probably didn't come to the show thinking that we're going to be talking about mindset, but I'm going to change the subject slightly because I, sure. like I mentioned, the the concept that you've named each one of your um, different companies or divisions within your company, the UR, was that something that come that has come to you naturally, or is this something like a mindset thing that you constantly have to feed yourself? Um, I think there's a two-pronged question there. The first question is our setup, which is basically you are the holding company and the agencies within it are their own individual entities that are uh, DBAs of, of the holding company. So actually, they're not their own entities. They're DBAs of the holding company, right? So the idea here is that we could bring people alongside us that had aspirations. And we could ignite those aspirations and give them the tools and the training and the know-how to bring these things to life. You are well is a great example, and that will segue nicely into the second part of your question. You are well is started from nothing. But Samantha Walters, personal trainer dietitian, she had a passion to help people, help people live a better life, mind, body, soul. And we came alongside her and said, We can help you do that. We can brand this, we can set you up in this agency to get you off the ground and get you going. And she has created a business from nothing out of this using this brand. So it was something of a trial to say, if we have a platform, how can we help people aspire to whatever their creative genius is and give them the tools and leverage that for a brand, to create a brand? So the focus was always on the brand. It needed to be about you are, and it needed to be about a people, you know, people brand. And that's really where that came from. And I think I drew some inspiration maybe there from guys like Richard Branson with Virgin and all his different Virgin Galactic, Virgin Mobile, et cetera. Um, and, and just folks that leveraged one name to create a series of businesses beneath it. But then the second part of your question, there's something I want to touch on because it's mindset. And I knew from day one, though it wasn't an area of expertise for me, I knew we can't have a company that doesn't have a wellness aspect to it. Because Jack, my entire life is defined by the idea of mental um, struggle. So I was a suicidal depressive for over 20 years, addiction, all sorts of other issues and problems, which marred and defined my entire life. And my entire life story is out there. I gave my testimony at church actually about a year ago, and I'm happy to provide that to anybody that would like to listen to it. It is marred by that. But overcoming that has been the catalyst to all of these things that have worked together. I just really believe that it all starts in our, our mind and our spirit. And that if our mind is right, we can do things that we never imagined. We can impact people that we never imagined we could impact. So when you made the conscious decision of going to this branding, the UR, how has that impacted those people around you and those people you work with? Um, everything is incredibly hard. <laughs> I think that the impact started with me because it, it had to take root in me before it could take root in anybody else. But I think the second person that it impacted the most was Samantha Walters, our director of Well, where her entire life has gone from somebody with an eating disorder, and she, and she talks about this publicly on her podcast, an eating disorder, severe depression, anxiety, all these other things, to where it has turned into her being just this wonderful, healthy, life-giving person through uh, some of the things that her, really, agency is working with and developing and some of the rhythms and patterns. So... I think that we are just in the very nascent days of seeing people impacted by this brand. The brand is less than a year old, Jack. It's only nine months old. We're in the very beginning stages of it, but I truly believe that, you know, our mission here is to impact thousands, you know, over the years. Well, we got to call out her podcast. What What is it called so that people can tune in? 
Yeah, you can find it under the um, on just on our website. Just go to our website under the Well tab, and you can find her You Are Well podcast. So that's at the a peoplebrand dot com slash well. Is that right? Yes, forward slash well. You got it. Yep. Well, sure. Cool. So yeah, the the. So yeah, I I would like to include the link to your testimonial if that's okay. So if you wouldn't mind sending me over that, I'll make sure to have that in the link at reimastermind.net. I I think people would like to hear that. Um and I'll since you broached if if you're comfortable with it and since you broached the subject, um you've now been in this in this scenario for quite a while. Like how how long did it take you to transition out of out of that mental mindset that you had to where you are today, like how to s- s- launch a business. And yeah, I will actually tell you an intensely personal story. And, um, I don't tell this, uh, I, in fact, I've only ever told the story one time and it was on the very, in the very testimony that I'm going to link, which is why I'm telling it anyway. Um, but five years ago, March 27th, um, I was 29 years old. I was turning 30 in two days and my brother's brother-in-law, He's 16 years old. He was driving home from school, foot flipped off the brake into an intersection, and he was killed. He was hit by a, a semi doing nothing wrong. Semi was just driving down the road, and you know, a young kid driving a car flipped out into it. His name is Braden Ely. And um, my life was a complete mess, Jack, complete mess. I had built up um, a facade, an image of um, being, you know, um, a Christian and all these other things, of which I was a total fraud. I was a complete fraud. And um, I had a terrible view of women. I was totally addicted to pornography. I had uh, a number of problems. I was a suicidal depressive. And so from the outside, my image, like many people try to project, it looked probably exactly like it does today. But the difference between my inner person and my outer person was 180 degrees different. But the day Braden was killed, I, um, I, I basically committed to God. And I said, you know what? This boy isn't going to die for nothing. He's not going to die for nothing. I'm turning my life around today and I'm, I'm going to do nothing but be an authentic, real, vulnerable person with the, uh, the ultimate mission of impacting people. And, um, it took, you know, five years ago. I didn't even conceive of the brand of the UR until a year later after that in 2018. We didn't even launch the brand until 2021. So it was an iterative process. And in that, as you can imagine, my life was a total disaster and I had, I'd lied to everybody about everything. I had to confess things to my wife that were deeply, intensely personal. And I talk about that in my testimony. And that took me until 2018 to do. So this process started really in May of, or March of, March 27th of 2017, when my friend was killed, my brother's brother-in-law was killed. And it took until October of 2018 for it to really, a reckoning to happen in my life. And then it took two years of healing and creating and seed planting to get to where we were last April when we launched this brand. So this is not a pretty story. This is not a lovely story. This is a story fraught with pain and problems. And I think people need to hear it because they need to understand that like the people that create these types of things, they're regular people that are really messed up, just like most of Mm -hmm. us are. And I think it's powerful to tell it with authenticity because they can see the progression and how things can actually change in your life when you decide, when you make that commitment. Yeah. And when, when you made that commitment and made those decisions to the level that you did, um, how I'm, I'm sure there was a, there was a sense of, to a certain extent, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, uh, a level of relief that you had a, finally had a direction. Would that be safe to say? <laughs> it was complete and utter brokenness. 
and so I think I think the the, the journey there was ultimately uh, getting my life ordered in such a way that was correct, pure, correct. And that took um, breaking down to the very felt, down to the very ground and rebuilding everything, rebuilding my marriage, rebuilding my relationship with friends and family. And um, relief is, uh, it was the beginning steps of freedom. And uh, yeah, relief is like the very most basic way that we could tell it. Ultimately, it was about finding finding freedom. And that's what I've been able to do. And now I don't have to think about myself all the time. I don't have to think about my own mental problems and everything else, because that's all I could do. All I could do was stay alive. I mean, I was literally every single day just trying not to, not to kill myself. And now I don't, it's not even in my mind. I don't even think about it. Now I wake up and think, who can I help today? Who, who coming into this sphere can be helped by this, can change their life a little bit one day at a time. Yeah, this is just uh, remarkable. I, I, I can't thank you enough for, for being vulnerable enough to share that with the audience. I mean, I, I really, what I think is important to what you just said there is that we all have struggles to a certain extent. I mean, yours was an extreme. I mean, let's, let's be honest there. Um, but, um, I, I, a lot of people, we have to remember that, especially when we're dealing with real estate investing and, and people that, you know, I talk to a, a lot of people, I buy houses at a discount. That's what I do. That's, I mean, there's no secret as to what I do. Um, and a lot of the people that I talk to are having some, some sort of problem. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, but to be frank, I mean, there's, we all, we all have problems, but I, I, I know what I'm, I'm trying to get to is the fact that pushing through to the level that you did pushing through and, and finding that direction, you, you point out, you, you handed your life over to God and, and I'm, I, I, I thank God for that. I mean, I, I have to put that on my sleeve as well as the fact that you, you found that direction. Um, that uh, you that it and then you you basically were on the sandy beach and you built that your house on that rock we we've been taught that yeah. and and it's been it it isn't easy it what i'm sure it wasn't easy having those conversations and 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 making amends and and asking for forgiveness not only to to god to your spouse but to yourself that's 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 well yeah jack and it's it's um I mean, for me, and you said it, it was an extreme story, but it got to the point for me that it was suicide or confession. And it had be, it had gotten to that point in my life. And, um, you know, I got to the point where I had absolutely nothing left. And I, and I grew up in a Christian home and I, I understand the concepts and I would have considered myself a Christian. But the reality was, is I had no idea what grace was. None. I had no idea what grace was until I confessed to my wife of all this debauchery and sin in my life and all these struggles and all this other pain, which I've been hiding for 30 years until I did that. And she left out of her chair. And rather than, I, I believed it was the end. I believe it was divorce. And rather than condemning me, she left out of her chair and held me and hugged me. And that was the moment that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt what grace was. And that will transform anybody's life. Um, and that's probably the message that that is the enduring one here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, um, I actually am kind of struggling now where to go with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. I no, this is, this is, this is, this is uh, amazing that you're willing to share to this level. And I think it's extremely important to share to this level. Um, 
and talk about it. It's it's part of the healing process and understand and just understanding because I think frankly there are a lot of people that listen to this show that are struggling right now to understand like how do they get started or let's just let's try to simplify it a little bit. How do they get started in real estate investing? They're in a bad situation. A lot of people get into real estate investing because to be frank They've turned on late night TV and they were told that this is a way to get rich quick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's definitely so they not do it out of desperation. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and that's, I guess, you know, I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing, but it's it, when you come out of desperation like that, it, it, it makes real estate investing a heck of a lot harder. I'm going to be blunt in that aspect. It does. It does. And, and that's something that we are passionate about is we are passionate. And, and helping people, and a lot of times this isn't even a, a part of our business. It's not something we monetize. You know, it's not a commercial product. But the amount of conversations I have with people, I had one just this morning. And um, this, uh, this friend of mine basically said, I see what you're doing, and I want to know how to start. And I told her, I said, you know, you've already started. You just don't know it. You have all the connections. You have all the know-how. You simply need to apply yourself in a slightly different direction to what you're doing today. And while she is already a successful person, not everybody is already successful. But that I think that message applies, which is you have to starting today, right now, apply yourself in a way that you weren't applying yourself before. And you need to do that every single day until you find yourself in a different place than you were a year ago, a month ago, 10 years ago, whatever. But it is about that daily focused application of, of setting out something and saying, I'm going to make unpopular decisions. I'm going to not watch Netflix tonight. I'm going to surrender my own e- e- easy button to apply myself to. And if you can do that every day, even if it starts at 10 minutes and you grow it to an hour, you're going to find yourself at a really different place a year from now than you are today. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's that's exactly right. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I've I've seen the meme that it, you probably have seen it too. If you go to social media, I think somebody posts it once a week. It it's like um, the new iPhone, a thousand dollars mentorship, uh, no problem. Mentorship, a thousand dollars too expensive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we 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 deal with the, exactly what you say. Netflix, uh, spending an hour a night to binge your, your favorite show, no problem. An hour a night to train yourself, too much time. I mean, we make these choices all the time, and until you make. Yeah a different choice, it's never going to change. Yeah. And I, like, I'm really careful to tell people like, I love Netflix. I love cinema. I love movies and TV shows. I always have. I I really enjoy it. It's one of the ways that I decompress, but it's the habit because there will be weeks or months when I'm buried and I don't do it. And then there will be months where like, I watch it every night. I am not, I am not a, a fan of like the hustle culture or anything like that. However, it's priorities. And those priorities are, are you focused? Do you have critical direction? Are you taking daily steps to get there? Or are you just letting your mind waste every single day, every single night? And that's really where you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself about whether you're actually headed in a direction intentionally or not. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, you know, uh, I, I hope you'll consider coming back. Uh, this was this this is a great conversation. And I don't want to call cut this short, but uh, frankly, You've you've brought so much value to what everybody regarding this show and this episode. I I I can't thank you enough. This is this has been an awesome conversation. Um, 
Yeah, again, I want to direct everybody a peoplebrand.com slash investor. Learn what Isaac and his team have going on. I, I believe you have some projects that you're you're uh looking for maybe some assistance with or or people can maybe even participate in. Would that be Yeah, we do. And we actually have such a variety that the easiest way is probably just to have a personal conversation because we've got a project right now that involves robotics, which is an incredible story. Too long for this. We've got another project in Belize, which is a just a, an amazing development. We've got two or three other things working that could be of interest too, depending on people's risk appetite. So the best way is just to just to reach out through our website. I personally call. I or my partner um, personally call uh, everybody on there. So um, it, you're not going to talk to you know. There's only four of us in the whole company, so it's it's very personal. We'll we'll chat about it. I'd be happy to talk with anyone. So now, before I let you go, uh, Isaac, is there a question or a concept you think we should have covered here today? I don't think so. I, I think <laughs> no, I, I, I think we went really deep, really fast, Jack, and I, I'm happy to come back anytime, um, any anytime. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Isaac. We'll see you again next time. Thank you, Jack. If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing, if so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.